This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, October 25th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Crunch week for Biden plans. USDA overhauls broadband funding. And China fights back. Pelosi, we're 90% to a deal. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi insists that Democratic leaders are on track to pass a bipartisan infrastructure bill this week, while also reaching an agreement on President Biden's Build Back Better bill. That's the plan, Pelosi said yesterday on CNN State of the Union when asked about getting both of those tasks done this week. Keep in mind, Pelosi said lawmakers will have to come up with billions of dollars in new funding for highway programs if a temporary extension of the spending authority is allowed to expire next Sunday without passage of the infrastructure bill. For more, you can read our Washington Week Ahead at agripulse.com. EPA and Corps seek proposals for WOTUS roundtables. EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers have formally asked for nominations by November 3rd for regional roundtables to gather input on a revised definition of waters of the United States. In today's Federal Register, the agencies are asking stakeholders to put together groups of up to 15 people for each roundtable. The participants must include representatives from agriculture, conservation groups, developers, drinking water, wastewater management, environmental organizations, environmental justice communities, industry, and other key interests in that region. The regions, the Northeast, the Southeast, the Midwest, the West, and the Southwest. Meanwhile, the Office of Management and Budget is reviewing a proposed rule from EPA and the Corps that would serve as an interim measure until the agencies come up with a new WOTUS rule. This so-called foundational rule would restore long-standing protections removed by the Trump administration's Navigable Waters Protection Rule, which was vacated by a federal court in August, the agencies say. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Reconnect Round 3 funding comes with requirement changes. USDA is making available $1.15 billion for the third round of the USDA's Reconnect program with some significant changes to eligibility rules. The modifications will let certain areas of the country participate in a funding auction if the area lacks service speeds of 100 megabits per second download and 20 megabits per second upload despite receiving prior funding. 
Significant changes to this new round of the ReConnect program will allow electric cooperatives and other broadband providers to offer to many more unserved and underserved rural communities. Natural Rural Electric Cooperative Association CEO Jim Matheson said, Applicants applying to serve areas that lack the 25.3 megabit per second service would be prioritized for the funding. Now take note, under the infrastructure bill that's pending in the House, broadband projects funded by USDA or through state grants would have to provide minimum service speeds of 120 far faster than the 25.3 speeds currently required under ReConnect. China counterpunches at WTO. China took its lumps at the World Trade Organization last week as members heaped criticism on the country during a review of its trade practices. But Chinese representatives fought back on Friday with criticism of their own. Chinese officials rebutted charges that the country throws up unfair barriers to imports, highlighted its recent record meat imports, and criticized other nations' economic coercive measures, presumably including U.S. tariffs. The Chinese also stressed the country's preference to work out international disagreements through the WTO dispute system, but they noted the, quote, paralysis in the appellate process. The latter issue is the fruit of the U.S., which continues to block the appointment of new judges. Meanwhile, in London, U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai didn't mention China by name in a statement she released at the G7 trade ministers' meeting, but she stressed that the U.S. and its allies need to, quote, confront effectively the non-market practices of state enterprises. UK frowns on push for creation of Ag Trade Minister. The Independent Trade and Agriculture Commission chartered by the UK to advise the government as it negotiates new trade agreements is recommending a new ministerial position to represent farm interests as new international deals are struck. But the government appears unwilling to go along with the proposal. There should be a minister with specific responsibility to lead on agri-food trade who would ensure policy coherence across the UK government, the commission said in a report. The minister would lead in pushing for an elevation of global standards on environment, animal welfare and ethical trade in international forums. But the British Department for International Trade said in a response to the commission's report, that the government is doing just fine, and officials with agricultural responsibilities and different ministries are already able to, quote, work closely together on the formulation of mandates and on trade negotiations. Onion importer and cafe sued by man sickened by salmonella. The first lawsuit has been filed seeking damages against an Idaho company on behalf of one of about 650 people sickened by a strain of salmonella on onions imported from Chihuahua, Mexico. The outbreak had hospitalized 129 people in 37 states as of October 19. That according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The largest number of illnesses was reported in Texas and Oklahoma. 
FDA has identified pro-source produce of Haley, Idaho and Keeler Family Farms of Deming, New Mexico as suppliers of the, quote, potentially contaminated onions. Both companies have recalled onions shipped during July and August. FDA traceback investigation is continuing. The plaintiff, Terry McLean, began experiencing diarrhea, vomiting, abdominal pain, nausea, dehydration, and heart issues after eating a hot dog with onions in Pinehurst, North Carolina. The lawsuit also names the cafe. Just the start. Food poisoning attorney Ron Simon has teamed up with Peterson lawyers in Boise, Idaho, on the lawsuit in Idaho State Court. And Simon told AgriPulse he expects to file additional lawsuits soon. Here's today's He Said It. In Washington, you have environmental activists. But on the farm, you have active environmentalists. That's Representative Rick Crawford, the Arkansas Republican, in this week's AgriPulse Open Mic interview. You can hear that interview at AgriPulse.com. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, October 25th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.